We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not those types. We're talking emerging media, e-games, cannabis, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls these three colors safe. America calls Clyde <laughs> black, a little brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades parts. of brown, <laughs> bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. We're safe, everybody, at least for Thank a couple you. years. Thank you, Cue Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe Biden, the people of Michigan. So much more. <laughs> and George, we still count. Anthony's still coming. Anthony's coming in, man. He's coming. He's coming. Hold on. I, you, I, I saw a chicken chicken and then Clyde kept on talking. So damn, Clyde. You just ruined his vibe. I ain't got my vibe. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, I, got, I got so excited. I didn't know what beat to put on. <laughs> oh, man. What's the word, fellas? How's it going? Another new episode of the Whiskey Hue. Uh, it's been a while since we caught up. So, you know, what's new? What's going on? Well, got a president elect. Uh oh. I can jump right into it, man. Are you sure? Are you well, sure? Yeah, exactly, right? Who knows? For for people, yeah, we're, we're recording literally a week and a day, a week or two days or a day after the, the initial election day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> round one. After round one. Round. Who would have known Thursday was halftime, man? <laughs> and AG was like, are we recording this week? I'm like, we, we were all like, kept refreshing. We're like, no, nah, we're going to wait till we find out. And then it was Saturday. Oh, we didn't even do that. We were just like, we are just waiting. Everybody was either, I, I know I was glued. I was like, I'm not watching this crap anymore. I'm not watching CNN. I'm over here floating between CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News because I was like, if Fox News calls it, then it's really serious. And that was crazy. <laughs> So I had them all. I had them in Associated Press open on my on my laptop. Yeah. And Fox called Arizona first. So I think and I hate them all. <laughs> so I don't like any of these networks. Right. I'll be honest with you. You know this. I'm a Bloomberg and CNBC guy. But I have to say, and this is going to hurt my heart. CNN's election coverage was pretty dope, man. John oh, they, King with that tele or whatever that is. LCD, man. A touchscreen, baby. Obviously yeah. not Apple. Not a Mac, <laughs> but he that he's been doing that since I think two thousand eight or four. That touchscreen and he's fire, man. Talking for six days straight, man, nonstop. He, he was, he's calm, right? The other what's the other guy? On, I'm blanking on his name. On MSNBC, um, um, oh, he, Steve Kornacki. Yeah, Steve yeah. Kornacki. He does it too, right? But Steve Kornacki looked like he was in the same outfit for six <laughs> days straight. Is that <laughs> a man with the khakis? Yeah, I mean, tacky, that's yeah, the one that said Harry tacky, Potter. Man, yeah, yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember I said something like, that's what like you Yeah, but he's good. He's good too. He's just he he he's like his tone goes up and down because he gets excited or he gets flustered a little when he pr- touches the screen. It doesn't pan out. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't go <laughs> it into. Sounds like you're explaining something else. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Touch the screen, get a little excited. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You got the extra features on it. <laughs> and then uh, uh, and then we had tears on CNN. You know, Van Jones broke it down. Man, that was you know, a little touching I moment. It. I missed it. I missed it. I missed. I missed the announcement. I was yeah. I, I was driving. I was going to my niece's uh my niece's. We were kayaking in the cat. What were you What were you no, doing, man? With your ascot on. My niece's first birthday party. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was going nice. In transit, you know, I got saw a little uh got the message and it was like CNN's called it. I was like, oh, oh, CNN is. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting excited. Then had to find ten ten wins. I'm on the time of the <laughs> oh, shit. like using the radio. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let's get the racial divide. Were you going to your mom's side, or your dad's side for this party? Oh, my sister. It's my sister. Oh, it's so, your sister. Okay, got it. Okay. 
Yeah, so was my niece. So she split down the middle like yourself. <laughs> so you know, you know, full full disclosure. We we you know, it's two sides of my of my of my my step my stepbrother his side. Like you know, she he's Italian and you know we're black Hispanic and so like we got there. I was like, we're not talking about this. Oh <laughs> yeah, just, okay. Just in case, right? We like you know, just in case. There's there's the other side. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, oh, today's not the day to find out. I was like, this is about my niece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is about my niece. So uh, we just sat there for like three or four hours, kept it to ourselves, we looked at our phones, you know, girlfriend and my mom and my brother. We were just like, ah, well, okay. You know, How's the weather? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the great part it was a beautiful day on Saturday. So it was like, I was like, the heavens must be speaking. Because <laughs> people, people remember New York. Four years ago, or was it four? Yeah, four and four years, two months, whatever. After when Trump got elected, it was yeah. it, it poured the next day up. In New oh, York. did it? I, okay, I don't remember I that. Remember it. Came to work. It was dark outside. Uh, it was raining. I was like, "Yep." Today, you know, when they announced Joe, Joey B, AG's like four years straight. It was like it was it was sunny, but partly racist. <laughs> 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 oh man, can you imagine? So I'm thinking, like, so does your so my, my iPhone autocorrects some shit all the time and it's annoying as hell because you got to go back and send the second text. Hey, with a star. Hey, this is what I meant, right? Yeah. So sometimes, so mine, it actually customizes to me because I've had something when I'm trying to say, like, let's say if I'm trying to say Ralph Lauren, it'll say Raju, <laughs> like an Indian name, which is like, a, you know, someone that we know. So that's obviously not an iPhone feature that's customized to me that's from what I'm, my history. So I'm thinking like, does, in text yeah, message. exactly, exactly. So does, what does Trump's phone say? It's like, I like milk. Is like, I hate minorities. Is it autocorrect automatically? <laughs> <laughs> what does it do? <laughs> He's like, what does, oh man, I can't, you know, 70, 70, man. If you, if you're a 70 year old in tech, you get fired at 50, right? <laughs> right. Like, if you're in, if you're in the startup world, even if it's a well-funded startup world, they're going to weed you out. But 70, yeah. not too old to be president, baby. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Trump is what seventy four or seventy four? Yeah, seventy eight. But he was seventy so, when he started. Yeah, yep. So let's put it this this way: Biden, but time in his four years, that mom is going to be eighty two. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but with the right meds and everything, and the health nutrition, oh, you can be right. I, I, I can say right. I'm, I'm, so you can't. I, here's the thing: like we've all worked hard and had long days before. Can you imagine doing that 365 days? Like people forget, like it's not like you just wake up at leisurely at 6.30 or 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You take a shower, get your breakfast. No, they're on. And depending on whatever crisis, they can wake up at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever. And, yeah. and they're doing that every day. So you can't tell me there's no cop. These guys aren't on some. Uh, oh, hell yeah. They get B12 shots every day. <laughs> Oxygen tanks. There's more <laughs> shit in that dude than Kim Kardashian, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit. <laughs> and and, and oh, you kind of wonder, like, man, how do I get that? So I can stay up late and work, and work that hard. Yeah. But you move down to Miami. You meet this guy named Pablo. Escobar, and you know he, he has this new, this new, no. yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, so stuff that can go straight into your system. Right, right, right. <laughs> you heard okay. that movie, right? Scarface from back in the day. Yeah, they, you heard they're remaking it. Uh, please don't tell me that. I heard it. I heard they're remaking Ooh. it, and it's gonna lean black. What? Uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna be Michael B. Jordan then, because like he gets all the cool roles right now. Nah, I forgot. Yeah, whatever. I think it's still like in the in in the pitching process. You know what? I think I heard that. I think it is going to be Michael B. Jordan, man. 
Maybe no someone way. else. Yeah, I'm making I stuff can, up. Hey, listen, nope. I didn't hear about the remake. Killmonger role. Now he's all of a sudden he's the best villain option. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's just a good actor. Who, who good at it as, 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 a, as a black actor? I think Don Cheadle. Don nah, Cheadle, he's good. He's good, Don but he's Cheadle. not believable in some roles, man. Come on, Michael G. Borden's Our ladies are all going to be after that dude, right? Because <laughs> the way he looks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't see Don Cheadle with a shirt off. I mean, I don't either. But my girl, my wife definitely doesn't. <laughs> Scarface gets down and dirty, baby. <laughs> well, I say, I say it because I said it because he's a damn good actor. Yeah, he he's can, great. He can play. That, he can, he can play like a black Cuban. A black yeah. Cuban. Oh, okay. Black Cuban. Yeah, I'm black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. All right. See? Oh, look at that. Listen, because because we're rolling into the election stuff, yeah, we got to break down demographics. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, let's not get into that. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Whiskey Hue. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, uh, I mean, as you can tell, we're going to be talking post election, uh, all things, um, what's going on with the new president elect. How it's going to impact the markets? What's going on in the world? Um, post, you know, our pseudo announcement. Some states are still waiting for the ballots to come in. You know, Nevada is taking a small break, and you know, I think they're still counting. Um, but you know, mo- most importantly, I just want to talk about Dave Chappelle and how he killed it. <laughs> uh, post election, like he was there a couple of days after uh, Trump was elected, gave a great yeah. like speech. And regretted it for a year, <laughs> regretted it for four years straight, saying giving him a chance. But then now he just went and yeah. killed. He just gave no fucks. Yeah, he was so like, good, man. He was he's like, nigga rules. I didn't know you could say that on TV anymore. I, I, oh, I mean, who's going to tell? Who, I didn't know you could smoke in, indoors either, but who's going to tell? Dave <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? He's probably, and it could be a timing thing, probably more trans, what do you call that? Transit. Transcendental? What, what do you call it? What, like more of an impact than transcendent. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Transcendental, whatever. <laughs> then like Eddie Murphy, Rob, because I grew up on Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams, and that was from older people bringing it into the home, and I was watching it, right? Yeah. And But this guy's impact is going to be far superior to that, I'm thinking. Right? I mean, yeah. he's not, Eddie Murphy's a phenomenal actor, though. That's that's one thing. As you know, like in any role, right? Dave Chappelle's got a couple of roles he's going to do, but he's just he's always going to be the comedic spin. Which is amazing too. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle crossed the crossed the ethnic or or the racial lines with his comedy from you know, especially because of Chappelle Show, right? Yeah, yeah. That was and, good. And, then, and then he, you know, after that, he just created this following that, regardless of how bad, like sometimes some of the specials, I'm like, eh, it's, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how bad, how how okay his specials have been, people love it just because yeah. of him. But what he did on uh, was it what we talking about SNL? Yeah, uh, yeah. When he was there, that was that was masterful. That was like a masterclass of how to how to how to tell a story or how to make a point. Um, and I and I was sitting there, my friend who who went to Notre Dame. I was just like, dude, man, nobody want to watch this game anymore. Right? <laughs> I was like, what the I went double overtime. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they had a big spreader party after. <laughs> Everybody's exactly. going to fail. Yeah. Then he texted text me on Monday. He sent me the uh, the ratings for the Notre Dame Clemson game. And, you know, it was like nine million. The most that no, uh, the highest ratings they ever had for a uh, Notre wow. Dame or oh, NBC football game. I was like, part of that was because people were watching the Biden speech and they kind of yeah. just fell over. Maybe I was like, the, and you'll be Clemson. I was like, ah, no one cares about this. That's an interesting fact because uh, I think the the uh, SNL was the highest one ever rated for a live um, a live production. 
since the uh, oh, really? I think it was okay. the Grammys. Yeah, they got about nine million viewers as well. So, so you know, it's, it's got to be a bleed because yeah. East Coast they got rid of the news. They were supposed to put the news on for thirty minutes and mm-hmm. they just forget it. And they went straight to so SNL. You know what? That's what happened. So I was like, hey, so my wife and I were watching the, Dave, the David Letterman, Dave Chappelle special on mm-hmm. Netflix. Popped out when it was supposed to be on. We saw the game just ended. So like, all right, they're going to put the half hour news on and then we'll come back at, at 12.15 or whatever it was. Out, he was already almost done with his diet, his monologue. Uh, ah, but my friend DVR. sent it to me. We watched it. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't even do that because I thought we'd catch it live. But my friend sent it to me, so we watched it. Uh, it was good. It was funny because he was trying shit out live. You could tell there was there was like one joke that didn't connect with it, and he's like, "I thought this was supposed to be a comedy show, Lord." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, listen, here's the thing: like they the, the the makeup of the SNL audience isn't always. Well, let me just say is isn't always. It isn't really diverse, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's very left leaning, so they're gonna love anything that yeah, he. Well, it's left leaning because it's New York, right? But yeah. but it's not you know. It's the same thing that kind of happened when Bill Burr. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw his monologue was, from a couple of weeks ago. That shit was funny. He went, was funny. He, he, yeah, he went after it. And he pissed some people. He, Bill Burr always pisses people off. Like it, it, It's like standard. And, and I think Dave did this. They went the same way. Yeah. And you had an audience where you could see when they panned out to some of the black people and some of the other. <laughs> and they were laughing. <laughs> other people were like, uh. <laughs> Bill Bill Burr says something. He said, "You guys are okay when you you stood by your man when he did all this stuff for centuries." I was like, "That makes a lot of sense, man." <laughs> and I, you know, I listened to another podcast, and you know, they weren't, yeah, you know, they they were calling him a little, so much, somewhat of an ass because of some of those because of his monologue, but. Dave Chappelle did the same thing. He did the same thing, but ma- like he did it, he did it, he put a master class on how to really do it, but you know. He was telling the story and coming up with a point. He was like, and people just weren't feeling it. Some people were. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Check out. And he's just an audience. He's an intellectual, man. So he's probably like this. You know, like he's, a, he's, he's an intellectual. So he's probably torn up. You would think he'd be torn up inside because he looks very serious, even when he's delivering a funny joke. Right. And he'll crack up like, you know, and then we know we learned what Robin Williams had a lot of issues outside off the stage because he needed that. He needed that love and attention. So I'm hoping Chappelle's not that guy. You, you, you know, he says he's not. And the Dave Letterman special, he said he's not. He's very content with who he is. And he's now, after looking back at when he left the $50 million deal, because they were kind of forcing him to say some foul shit. And he said it because it it connected. But after when you stick back, you're like, oh, I'm saying that about my own people. You know, so that, mm-hmm. and he had a problem with it. I get it. Uh, but now he's like, I'm okay with all that, you know, because most people wouldn't walk away from $50 million, right? He did. And yeah, he did. He got it all yeah. back now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, right. It, listen, you, you when you hear the stories, depending on the this, how he left the Chappelle show, and you you hear the stories who who told the story, and when you hear the different sides, you know there was the Comedy Central side, and then there were, of course, and there was the Dave Chappelle side, and they st- told the story two different ways. Um, mm. And now that history's been kinder to Dave Chappelle, and that in in that respect, you know, and he's getting his money back now, but. Initially, thank thank the Lord for Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And their unlimited budget and no no worry about making a profit. That's a lot of people have like. been making their money back that way. Yep. Yep. That's what Kevin I'm Hart is, he's releasing something soon too. But on Netflix, uh, on Netflix as well. But okay. you know, with the whiskey hue, we're gonna be talking about the election today. And before we uh get too deep, I want to talk about the whiskey of the day. And uh the whiskey that we wanna that we wanna feature for today is um 
Four Roses. It's a small batch uh, bourbon um, that we're going to feature for the day, and uh, you know we'll we'll taste it, see what see what it's like. You know, it's it's one of those ones. It's a blend, um, and we'll give it a shot. Sent to us by I think Lady G um, from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsey Graham packaged this. Sent it to you. <laughs> Did we've tried? Okay, didn't we do four rows on our one of our first few episodes? We've never done four rows. The one that was in that wine bottle looking thing that aged you like this looks like a wine bottle. Remember? No, nope. that wasn't no, four no, rows. Okay, no, no. I'm just four assuming. Rows. I'm just connecting the name and that was your other presentation. Podcast. That was your other whiskey you <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, but yeah, but for this episode, what we want to do is we want to dive deep into kind of post election life. Uh, really look into how it's going to impact the markets, uh, culture, and everything else that goes along with it. So, you know, one of the things that stood out post-election, and it was kind of interesting because not only was, did we, you know, let's say that Saturday we had Joe Biden say, you know what, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting any longer. I'm just going to say I'm the president. I got, you know, these states confirmed. And on Saturday, everybody was having parties, uh, horns honking, et cetera, people in the streets. Um, and then on Monday, you know, the markets went crazy because a vaccine was uh, uh, released and says 90 percent effective, uh, which, you know, I secretly think that they knew this all along. And they were like, you know what, Trump, screw you. So pretty much. So the markets went crazy. I think, you know, Thu was like, yes, this is the day I've been waiting for. More <laughs> Apple, more Apple, more Apple. Right. <laughs> and I'm then, about to tell uh, you how much money I put in the market in the last oh, two man. weeks. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to work Kid, kids you better hope you better hope it goes right college is out <laughs> college is not <laughs> oh, work on that jump shot kid work on that jump shot <laughs> um, but yeah so you know one thing we wanted to do was look at the market see how they were changing and evolving um, vaccine is in place another vaccine I think is on the way um, that's even more effective and I think the markets are turning around some of the things that uh, stood out immediately was the work from home stocks that's been on the tear. Um, they de- immediately declined. Um, if you were in Zoom and Peloton and all those work from home stocks, you know, you saw a pretty substantial dip. And, uh, you know, this is a lot of stuff that's going to be taking place with post election because new regime, we have adults in place now. Uh, we're going to make adult <laughs> decisions. <laughs> and, uh, I think we're set up for, you know, an interesting market, uh, to say the least. So I'll, I'll stop there and see what you guys think about upcoming market post-election what you got ag um i got nothing right now because honestly it just it doesn't seem like there's going to be much of a change for at least another two or three months right because the big issue although we have a uh you know a new president-elect and and hopefully well as as of right now it looks like there's not going to be a a smooth transition um from (laughs) one president to the other but uh the market is what it is right so the pfizer the issue with the for me, from what I've read with the Pfizer vaccine, right? It's really complicated, right? It's a, it has to be refrigerated. They're not going to give it to general population immediately. It's going to go to the most vulnerable population. How that's defined and how that's broken up is going to be interesting. The distribution yeah. channels and how that's done, you know, you know, the military and, and those, and those arms are going to take over, but to get to the general population is going to be interesting. And we don't know what the next couple of months are going to look like because of, uh, the rise in cases right now. So I don't know. I don't know when, when at home stocks kind of plummeted a little on Monday, you're kind of like, all right, well, that was a little, that's a, that's a little overreaction. Yep. 
um, that that's that's not there because no one's you know you got companies getting out of leases and and not you not wanting to go back to the office because that's you know that's a couple million dollars a year depending on the size of the company yeah. or more tens of millions so, yeah yeah like at the earliest at the earliest if we were ever think about going back to a new normal the earliest will be sometime mid to late summer next year right yep it's so, premature all of this is premature. premature. So I, I think it's just going to the at home stocks are going to pop back up and let's see yep. who else. I think it'd be great if there's a, a correction because, you know, I, I think Zoom is a great product. I don't know if it's value. It's it's as valuable as it is. So um, the stock market is forward looking. Right. So yeah, there are all yep. these people are we're still using Zoom. I use it actually Zoomed with someone from China. And he again told me we're popping. You guys are idiots. And we're in the States. right. Right. Because <laughs> we're masking up and I'm sitting in a movie theater in like two hours. Uh, so good for them. Now, so premature. So, you know, as soon as Pfizer came out and obviously I I think because they've probably been sitting on this information for three, four weeks. I want to give you the Trump, Trump the bump, you know, the, it would, yeah, the Trump bump or. Yeah, or and Trump and Pence try to take credit for it, and they're like, well, we never took your government money because they gave money, you know? Yeah. No, I'm they sorry. never took any. So what I was it? immediately. In, uh, it was codenamed Warp Speed or something like that? Warp Speed, yeah. And, and you know, and. The German government, though, right? And so they, they partnered with the German government, yeah. So it's a, German, a pharmaceutical company. So Pence, uh, in charge of Operation Warp Speed, who then took this week off when COVID. <laughs> Cases are spiking, so you know, you see where your heart is at. But, you know, but, but, so here's what people did. They're like, a lot of people try to pop into the Fiverr spot, stock. I shorted it that day. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> look, cause I knew, look, so the information, the news is great. 50 million doses by the end of the year, that's great. Uh, we got seven plus billion people to take care of. And then those 50 million doses, there's each person requires two, right? To, and we don't, and it's, you know, we don't know how effective it's going to be. I don't even buy the first iPhone. I'm definitely damn near not going to take the first vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on operation operating system six or some shit like that, you know. But uh, so people, I'm a lot of people are going to wait, right? Um, and so, okay, I wish I had thought this through so I would be succinct in my answer. Uh, so this is great. They they mentioned that there's going to be one point two, one point three billion dollars, or I'm sorry doses by next year that's assuming everything goes well we don't know the age breakdown we don't know the demographics who it's working on who it's not and like ag said they're going to go probably after essential workers and the elderly first and then there's a global population we don't know that it's all going to go towards america but the great thing is if it's something that could be duplicated i think the government or u.s government already said they're going to buy the first hundred million doses which is great that's great so that'll be so that's why Pfizer can offer it for free because you know they're going to offer they're going to you know kind of subsidize that Mm-hmm. Yeah, are we doing this? So the, the stay-at-home stocks. Look, these things are all overvalued. People had some time. They're popping things up. I think it's going to yeah. pop up even more. You got the dip. If you got in on some of these stocks, they're going to be. I think Peloton's a stock that's going to be around for a while. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it deserves to be at this valuation. I think an Apple or Google is going to acquire them at some point when it's proper. Not yet. Not yet. And Not Beyonce's in there. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Beyonce, you know, Beyonce. You bring the hits. Okay, I agree. I agree. But you'll see when people start cycling out, like, you know, they said, oh, people are cycling out of tech stocks. That's not damn. That's bullshit. They're just taking profits. Right. And now what yep. do you do? Tech, tech popped up again. What? Because when mutual funds, a lot of mutual funds own Apple. Let's just go with that stock. They're not going to be able to pivot out of that. And if they do, you're not going to know for a quarter. So we still got some time, baby. <laughs> and I'm then, not giving and up then, on Apple. Yeah. And then recently there's like three trillion dollars sitting on the sideline. 
um, where people who have just money yep. just park, cash park. So, you know, once they feel like it's in a good space, whether it's mutual funds, pension funds, etc., those are a bunch of organizations that you know drive prices up. They'll be the tried and true companies who um, that are working some growth funds, some blue chip or, uh, stocks as well. So, you know, you, you just have to watch out for that because when that money goes in, the, the prices typically rise. Yeah. And stocks just don't, you know, stocks, it's a short term play. Look, this pandemic is is a big deal here. And, you know, George, I'm sorry, Joe Biden is saying that he's going to put a national mandate. But how's he really going to enforce that? Really? It's a state by state thing. And, you know, New York City, they just said today we're going to be closed, shutting down bars and restaurants at 10 p.m. Now there's a curfew now back in place as starting tonight. So because they know it's just popping hotels, restaurants, bars is where it, and gyms is where it's like popping on, like transferring around everybody. Mm. And because we civil rights is a separate issue than civil liberties, right? Civil liberties. We want, Hey, my body, my choice on everything, but we don't make the right choices sometimes. And we keep passing the shit around, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I'm probably the worst person when it comes out to like the, my body, my choice conversation to up to a point right there. I think, I think in, in the sense of how we of a pandemic, sometimes, sometimes a larger entity has to tell the masses what to do because they can't do it for themselves. We're right? not that country though. Well, no, no, we are that country. That's the problem. Like, I think historically, we always been that country. We've got into this like, wait, what? (laughs) What country country are you talking about? World War II, America. The World War II did this country not sacrifice just about everything. World War II. Like, yes, we do. We have done this. We have cut back on resources. We have limited our population in times of need to make things work and make things happen. We've gotten so accustomed to that not happening in the past 40, 50 years. Well, that's a good point. That we just got this, my liberty, my, my, cho- my choice, my liberty thing. Mm. Like we, like we don't pay taxes. Like we don't have to do X, Y, and Z just to make this system work. So when people want to, you know, I, you know, the issue with bars and all these smaller int- businesses, not smaller, large business, businesses as well is the fact that when they shut down, there was no real plan mm-hmm. and actually mm. subsidize those okay. businesses. That's, good. That's the issue. They came out with PPP, right? PPP, right? Or whatever it was. Yep. And it was no real plan. It was just like, here's a hundred, here's a couple trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Everybody apply. And now some of those loans are coming due and, mm. and, and people have to prove that they were, you know, they were used in the right way so they can get to a loan forgiveness side of it. But that was it. That's the issue. You know, for large corporations, yeah, we like I've mentioned about American Airlines and 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 they, they were begging for some, a bailout. Well, if they if they didn't if they didn't do a, a if they weren't selling buying back stock, maybe they'll have some cash, cash some yeah. cash. You, you don't hear Apple going through this, nope. right? You know, we don't hear Google going through because they have cash on hand. Now they're dealing with a different level of cash, but <laughs> my point being, we can do it. It has been done. With a plan, this wasn't. This had no plan, and this is the Trump administration. They just yeah. say they do something, and there's no plan in action. And it looks all it goes crazy. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, so stock market's gonna be interesting, man. Moving forward, <laughs> so the economy has to get right, and it's not gonna get right until the pandemic's under control. So Biden's got a lot day one, right? Uh, coronavirus relief and beating the virus. Let's put those two into separate buckets if we want. Healing yep. the country, international rejoining the Paris Climate Accord. I think that's a good idea. Because that's where the world's headed. And we, and this is going to sound, it's selfish. It's selfishly, we should join that. We put the most money in, we get the most control. Selfishly, that's great for us, right? You don't want 
the superpower, the superpower in waiting to control because that means we're second fiddle and that's not good for us, right? Number four, I'm going to say this, right? And we may lean a certain way here. And I, I, I put it out there before. I'm moderate and I could get down with a Mitt Romney. I could get down with like, you know, some of these presidents. I thought the rhetoric the last four years was just disgusting. And, um, and we'll get into that in a minute, but healing the country, bringing people together because Trump still got 72 million votes, yep. 5 million less than Biden. The best way to move forward is let's bring everyone together because it's in, you know, Chappelle brought this up a couple people, even if you're like, if you're, if the system is set up for some people to win kind of, and some people, and you get them to be equality when they have to come down and get equality, they think that's oppression. Like, no, nah, cause we had it up here, you know, you want, mm-hmm. and that's a, and that's, that's interesting. But so let's redefine that thought because you know, that whole thing with it, I think I, I, I can go on a tangent here. Let's go through some facts, right? <laughs> you want, you want to, so like the tr- Trump administration, right? He, you know, what, what, where did he win? He represented anger. Right. Towards lockdowns, taxes, minimization of religion, woke and cancel culture. Right. Um, the marginalized person in rural America. They want someone to stick up for him. I get it. He was their guy, even though he didn't probably believe half the mm-hmm. shit he was saying to him. He yeah. said it, anything to win. And guess what? It works. And it's kind of smart. The Democrats drive me nuts on this stuff. They, they really do. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Democrats just, you know, okay, I need you to be taller than six foot three to follow me, but also be shorter than four foot two because little people count too, right? And also be white, but not too white. Be black, but not too black. Don't be Ice Cube. Be more like the softer Drake side of black, right? So they want, they want, you know, Republicans give you a buffet, pick a choice. We're not going to give you everything. You just take one choice. Dem- Democrats give you, here's the full menu and you got to be down with the full menu and they keep canceling each other. And that's just, that's why this party keeps suffering. They won this last election. They thought it was no blue wave, though. Well, I, I think I think to that point, I was thinking, you know, I was having a conversation about this. Um, the Republicans, the GOP, the GOP, what they do as a great job, and you've seen it time and time again. Whether it was uh, Bush two or you know even under Romney or uh, or McCain and you know then most recently Trump, is that they all get in line. Yeah, regardless of the candidate, they will get in line. It's like it's like a press release comes out. We will support. We will go down it, and and you're gonna shut up and, and take it. Democrats, unfortunately, I think the Democrats are a little bit more dynamic in the sense of who makes up the Democratic Party, and yeah. and you you know you know I, I turned to Fox News and who are they attacking already? They're talking they're talking about the uh, the far left, you know, like the AOC, yeah, like they're we're all going socialists. You know, like that, y'all talking about three or four people, and all of a sudden taking over the Dem. They don't want to talk about the moderate side of the uh, of the Democratic Party. Yep. They don't want to talk about the in between, and that's what makes up the Democratic Party, and that is the part of the issue that they have. It is so dynamic in who makes up the Democratic Party, or who says they're li- liberal that it's hard to to say all right everybody get in line unless the only time is when everybody's effing inspired yeah. like you have you have obama right yeah. when you got somebody up there who who's a great orator who who who's who's smart as hell but knows how to talk to the average person then people get in line yeah. and he barely won yeah. right yeah. let's be clear it wasn't like he just he it was a landslide against mccain he barely won yeah. in the middle of a financial crisis, right? Right? <laughs> you still barely won. To Trump's credit, charismatic as hell. 
which you know he's he's he think he thought everything was a reality show fun to watch you know all these people who showed up at his rallies i don't need the presidency to be a reality show i want it to be boring get the shit done take care of us right and I, I don't need to you know like my these tv networks are going down right <laughs> i mean they're not they'll still be on air but their their ratings are gonna go way down because you know like 90 percent of cnn we saw was trump fox yep. is all about pro and against the aoc aoc should chill out a bit because look i'm sorry i have some friends in government I have, I think maybe in a relative works in government. They don't move that quickly, man. That's a job where you can get away with just kind of working, you know, at a decent pace. So <laughs> AOC is trying to come very progressive. That's just not, that's going to take two decades, what she's trying to implement. And it's social. It's funny that you brought up social. And we, they keep throwing that at the Democrats, right? Yeah. And, and it's true from the ground, the roots up, the ground, you know, the grassroots area, it is the Democrats pushing that. But we just did that. And we talked about this in an earlier pod. That we just did seven trillion to guarantee the debt of all the corporations so they would not go under. That's socialism, man. And we just did it at the seven trillion dollar clip. Well, we talked <laughs> about we talked about that in previous episodes, right? What is capitalism? And, yeah. and 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 the problem is, I think we don't have you know we don't have a true understanding or a, a strong grasp of what capitalism is. And capitalism and and there's the business side of capitalism, but then there's the policy side of capitalism. Yeah. That is set by the government mm-hmm. and whichever government is in charge, whatever country you're talking about, that capitalism has in this country has some levels of socialism, a part of it. Oh, hell yeah. Right. I, and I think that's the problem. Right. The people we hear capitalism and just like, oh, this is pure free market economy. Nope. No, this is the right? problem, so, though, right? Trump, yeah. Trump's group was smart about it. They didn't label it socialism. Democrats oh, yeah. were too caught up in their old BS to late to call it out for what it was. Dem- AOC to Bernie Sanders, they're like socialism, socialism works, and maybe they're our fastest to it. I don't know. Now, when I saw the socialism as like at a corporate level, I'm kind of, I kind of want to. I always, you know, nudge it to the side. I might give it, look at it, explore it. But I'm, I'm a capitalist by heart, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind looking at some of those theories. But 99% of the BS that you know that Trump was stood for, 99% of his constituents did not benefit from it. You know, I mean, yeah. like. And it's that's the funny, funniest part. But he's, he's leading. Part. And why, that's why Lady G and all these all these like Senate folks are falling in line, not calling the election for Biden because they're like, oh, it's you know fraud. Because guess what? Trump's more powerful than them, which yeah. means he's almost, in a sense, more powerful than the country, the Constitution, in a sense. And that's scary. That's scary to give anyone that kind of power. And what, yeah, he, and what their biggest thing is they want to get reelected in 2022 and 2024 because they know that his followers are going to continue to follow follow them it's just a great marketing message right he's like you're well underrepresented i i'm the person who's gonna you know if you live in the backwoods of you know michigan and not in these big liberal cities and you know on tv every day and you got rock stars talking about you i'm your man um and then he's representing those people although you know he probably could care less he's at he's at mario largo (laughs) well he's playing during the camp in the last couple weeks of the election right he went to erie pennsylvania he said i don't want to be here I don't want to be here, but I'm they said, I back. Try to <laughs> and people are cheering him on. You're like, are you out your mind? He's charismatic. He's you. If you like that message, he's funny, yeah. right? Uh, you know, he's just, uh, I don't know. No, I mean, I don't, we don't need a reality star in that role. And you know, like so the good thing, who knows, right? So I think we're going to revert back to the mean as a society, meaning you're going to have your people on the fringes who hate yeah. everyone else, right? And who want to think everyone, everything else. But I think, you know, Joe Biden's a centrist in a sense. Left-leaning centrist, right? So I think that's going to be good. 
And so was Trump. It's just that to get his base riled up, he had to say some foul shit. And the sad thing is they listened and then they acted on it, right? And mm-hmm. it became kind of dangerous in certain pockets. And it's, it's sad, right? But McConnell, Mitch McConnell, the man of many necks, um, from, where's he from? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh Kentucky, thank you. So he, he and Biden worked well on, yep. in the Obama administration. So let, there's hope for that. But now we realize how powerful McConnell is. I'm like, damn, this dude's pretty powerful, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because he calls a lot and he calls a lot of shots. And it's just, you're going to have to go through him. And now it looks like Trump from the outside, he's raising this super PAC. We all know that. He knows he's going to lose, right? He knows he's going to lose this thing. But guess what? He's, he's got this fund set up. Do you guys know about this? He Georgia set up this fund. Off his debt. <laughs> and that's what it's for. It's to pay off his debt. I mean, so I think to be, to be fair, Hillary Clinton did this as well, but she didn't have 400 million in debt, right? <laughs> Hers was something like less than 20 or something like that. I think 12 million or something. something like Even Bill Clinton had like 16, 20 million in debt because of all the legal fees because of, yeah. <laughs> right? But you know, he made that up in like two, three years of public speaking and all that. So that it, it's, it's shady, but people are going to be like, he, he's just making this fruckus right now. Okay. So people donate to him because they're blasting out emails. My friends are getting them. I think I got an email saying, uh, something, Hey, donate to the gun to fight the cause. I'm like, how'd you even get on my, how do I get on your list? You know what I'm saying? But, and they're, they're raising how. money. And you know, if, you, if you do it <laughs> like under my the taxes, <laughs> if you do it, look, man, we all did well under Republican under this last administration. Split we governments are the best. So this, I think yeah. I'm going to get to that in a minute. That's where I was exactly where I was going. But um, where was I going with this? The Trump thing. Uh, so you know what he oh, did with the super pack. With yeah. the super pack, if you do this the kind of way he's doing it, it's like a five thousand dollar cap per person per year. But then you can use that for personal use. So Trump's going to be able to use that for everything else. If he did the other route where it was like you could donate a hundred k, he won't be able to use it for personal use. So that's why he's going this route, knowing he'll get a lot of the nick. You know, he stood up for farmers, man. All those Chinese tariffs helped a lot of the farmers. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Skip, skip. Hold on. You got to look at the numbers. You got to look into it. So, you know, I, I wish I had the numbers, but there were, there was some, a lot of research done about that once the, once he, once he went to battle with China yeah. on, on tariffs, as well as, as well as a lot of those areas that were flooded from, remember, the, all, these, these massive rainstorms that we've okay. had over the past couple of years that broke a lot of the, the, the army of Corps engineer dams that they had out there. And a lot of the money that was given back to these areas were very well, only were very heavy, heavily leaning Trump areas. So yeah. zip codes that didn't really vote for Trump weren't getting a lot of the, the, the funds. Mm. So it, it's, 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 it's interesting, but at the same time, the government kind of pushed these farmers into soybeans, into different, into different, into different, um, uh, crops to kind of play the tariff game. They'll play the, play the trade game with China and all these other countries. So is it the, the government's been bailing out farming again since World War II. Yes. <laughs> yep. So there's again, you know, when people talk, start talking about the socialism thing, we've been doing it since World War II. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, so, like, yeah. so, oh, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. He's trying to cut up. us up. <laughs> Get control. Uh, <laughs> it, it, this is what Cat we've had. So we need both Republicans and Democrats, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, I think it's, it's a good, cause that calibrates everything. You don't, you can't go too far in either, either direction. Keep that centrist movement moving forward. Let's, but we gotta, we have to retool cause there are other countries that are just coming for our lunch. And yeah. I don't want to be in this. We benefited by being in the number one country in the world, right? And yeah. I don't want to go down number two. <laughs> but uh, sh- let's do a shout out to like the NBA. 
Um, I think what they did with the arenas, the inner cities, we talked about this in an earlier pod, Atlanta yeah. Hawks, 40,000 people voted at that arena. Mm-hmm. We thought, oh, well, that's already in a left-leaning arena. But guess what? Those numbers helped in the end because you yep. need the popular vote to get the electoral vote in that state per state, right? And this whole thing started with the Milwaukee Bucks. They quit. LeBron gets a lot of credit because he's the face, right? But um, this all – he didn't want to sit down because he wants that ring, right? This is, easy, this is a good chance for him to get a ring. He, he, he wouldn't have canceled the season, but Milwaukee uh, Bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Milwaukee Bucks no and LeBron Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> but Milwaukee Bucks, you got to hand it to them. They started this whole thing. And whoever they were playing that, that day. And, Orlando. And then, and then you guys aren't going to like this, but oh. um, it was Orlando, right? So when they started to cancel the season, guess who came in? Obama. Yeah. You're okay with that one. And Michael Jordan. They're like, look, you got power right now. You have more, you have a tremendous amount of power, force the owners to seed something. And they got the, the opening up their arenas and all that. So they, you know, they forced them in to force their hand. Look, we're, we're playing for you, but we're playing with you. Let's make a change. And it, that's, I think that helped. That could have swung this election, man. That's um, fact. Yeah. Cause I think he's yeah. only up by, you know, six digits, six, seven, six digits. Well, like, no, uh, no, not in Atlanta. Five digits, five digits. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it was, was like 13, tens of thousands thousand or something like yeah. that. Um, and so, my, yeah, so kudos, man. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Uh, media networks are going down. It's going to be funny because what are they going to talk about? Uh, you know, I, I'd rather, I'm going to part on this note. I'd rather have big business people in the, in real business people who've actually killed it. Like a, they're never going to take this, but like an Elon Musk, a Jeff Bezos type or a Mark Cuban who are brilliant. They're centrist as well. Some of them lean in certain ways, but they're big business people. They should be running policy versus. Oh, politicians. No, man. No, you can't. I say, I just, I just, here, the reason why I say this is the problem here is I want, I want people in the cabinet who are big, who are business people, but not to be the president. Because the issue here is if you look at the last two business people that we've had, who we've had as presidents, quality pre- business people, who's the first, who's the one before him? We had Bush too. He's a business oh, person. They were shitty business people, right? They're both shitty business people. The thing is this government is not business. And this, although the United States acts like a business, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, it would help. <laughs> no, it would you help. have to have a balance. You have to have a balance of get business, the smartest man. guys in the room to get you out of things, man. Cause look, the, the four year presidency, the first oh, two yeah, years, the financial crisis too. I agree. Okay. I agree. No, I agree with that. I completely agree with that one. And I can, we can go down that rabbit hole. Cause I love it. <laughs> I think I think there has to be a balance of understanding policy. Right. And that's yeah. and understanding the law at the same time. Right. So, so we're that's saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. I just don't yeah, think well, politicians are the smartest guys in the room all the time. Smartest males and females. Right. I know. So I agree with I 100% yeah, agree. That's what I'm president, if the president and his chief of staff and those initial people in the in cabinet have to be the smartest guys or women. Yeah. In the room. Yep. Right? We can't we can't have someone who's just a great a, a great. No, no, Mark. no. Calibrate with policy because, if, you know, it's a four year thing. First two years, they work their ass off. The next two years is a marketing exercise for the next four. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or post-election. So, yeah, I agree. I think we're saying the same thing. I'm yeah. Just, uh, we, we, what's the commentary? You agree to disagree? <laughs> so so with that, I want to just leave on this oh, last note. I'll agree if you agree with me. That's what I like to say. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Clyde. Cut us out. I want to leave on this good note. Uh, you know, the best thing about all of this is that we now have the first minority female vice president in the second highest uh, position in the office. And, you know, I think that's great as well for multiple, multiple reasons. One is centered around just representation, uh, not only from, you know, how K 
kids and everyone else looking at her as a, a uplifting person, but then also someone who can say, you know, let's be a part of the conversation. Um, I yeah. think she takes political views and views that are positive for, you know, minority groups. You know, she's the first black, the first um, Asian Indian, Indian, was it Indian American um, uh, person on, on the, 72 on, episodes on, in, I got to still teach this cat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> South Asia. <laughs> South Asia. There you go. South yeah. Asia. Uh, but, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things for me. Uh, and then, you know, since Joe is going to be 82 when he's in the second year, I think this is a layup for her to become the first female, you know, minority uh, president. I'm telling you, that's scaring a lot of people. I'm telling you. Some centrist, yeah. right-leaning folks. I've heard some foul shit. I'm like, man, are we friends? <laughs> so, so, the thing, so the thing for me is that if they get the economy humming, they start making differences and changes and everything is going the right way. I mean, you have to vote her in. Um, when, when shit goes bad, you know, and that's where it's... Vote Hillary in too, but, you know. Well, I she had a lot of other issues. No, forget but, that, forget that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So cool thing. So two things. I think this is a layup for by this administration. Look, we're already, we're starting shitty, starting zero. You get the coronavirus under control, economy's going to pop. It's just mm-hmm. going to come back roaring and we're going to need it. So one last nugget. Her middle name, Kamala, I think her first name means it's she's from a different part of India, but like uh, her name is red, I think, Kamala. But Devi means goddess. Right. Devi is just a common term that we use for goddess in our thing. So hmm. big up to her. We're gonna, I'm going to be dropping a, little of the, a bunch of these little nuggets because uh, I hear a lot of things. My friends are in her circle. I, nice. Clyde, you know this. I didn't like her initially. I'm, I'm coming around now. Good, 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 good. (laughs) So with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the, uh, you know, this section of the Whiskey Hue. So before we get out of here, um, I think it's been a good conversation. One will continue to monitor and watch. Um, I think it'll be important for us to keep keep on this topic. So look out for our, you know, continued post-election, post-administration, post, you know, first year, et cetera, um, reviews from the Whiskey Hue. Uh, a couple of things I want to touch on before we leave is one, most importantly, let's dive into shit you should know. Boom. Oh, man. Go, go to AP. Oh, right. I got this. All right. He's ready. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say one, dude. I, I want everyone to do this. All right. Get a listen to this guy. You guys know the name. Mooch. Anthony Mooch Scaramucci. I love <laughs> this dude. You know him. Consume his content everywhere. He's brilliant, funny, does and does not take himself too seriously. So, you know them. Lifelong Republican. Famously known for lasting in the White House for 11 days. <laughs> Less than it takes a gallon of milk to spoil in the fridge, right? But the, he's a guy's guy and has this sense of humanity about him. So an Italian-American, and Angie, when you brought this up at the top, the Italian brother-in-law, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming because he said, hey, I'm a Republican because my father, Italian, worked in construction back in the day during the Reagan times. And, you know, and he took care of the unions initially, Reagan. So they all leaned Republican at the time. So if you're conservative or liberal, I think you can learn a lot from Scaramucci. His philosophy is there's something you can relate to. The humanity in him, he's dealt with racism. Uh, he's in, and he's dealt with triumph and he's killed it in business. And now he's about to launch, he launched another group and he's, I think at eight billion under assets, Skybridge killed it. He's launched two different funds, killed it. Um, when that, you know, when the negativity was being infused into the national rhetoric, he didn't agree with it. And he came out, he came after Trump and said, this guy is a one-term president. And guess that's exactly what happens. What he says kind of goes down. And he was on a couple of podcasts. He says the same thing. On, I listened to two, three different podcasts last week with him. And he's kind of saying the same exact thing. I think he has a script that he goes on. And so he, you're going to hear him saying this, the same thing. He's like, hey, presidents have 
you know, our presidents have a two to four year mandate. I wish they would think longer term about because then it would be about America first versus truly America first versus me first. Right. Chinese and Saudis have a 10 to 15 year plan. And that's why U.S. has kind of fallen off. So let's get past the marketing exercise for the second term and the post-election, what you're setting yourself up to do. And let's actually dig for humanity. Can I drop one more? No, yep. actually, go no. ahead. Go so ahead. I'm going to another podcast. All right. So we talk about um, our boy, Chumat Paliapatia, right? Oh, you're promoting somebody else's podcast? These guys are billionaires, man. We, we owe it to them. <laughs> so Chamath Palipatia. And so he's got this all in, all dash in, if you're trying to find. So I've been listening to this dude for like, and he he puts out one episode every whenever because he's so yeah. rich, right? So <laughs> we got to go weekly. <laughs> this cat comes out like whenever they want. And it's four dudes and they play poker together. That's their story. They're self-made billionaires, mm. but they're brilliant. They're all brilliant. One's a scientist. One's a tech guy, Jamath. Uh, and then um, the one's a sci- scientist, PhD. Another one's a humanitarian, whatever he is. Diverse, smart dudes, different races, different nationalities, left-leaning, a couple of them. One's right-leaning. So they're teetering on that. Uh, it's a smart listen on tech, policy, everything. Give them a shot. Boom. Yeah. It's called All In? Yeah. All Dash In, so you find yeah, it properly. It's All in lead you to some plot that's going to be us. <laughs> All right. Great, great, great. And for me, I'll give AG a little bit more time. My uh, shit you should know is watch out for China. China um, has been making some moves, um, really thinking about restrictions around the Internet and Internet companies and tech stocks. Um, excuse me, tech companies. They've been tightening up the screws on some of the biggest tech companies. Uh, it started with the announcement that they're going to be calling off or adding some additional restrictions for Ant, which was supposed to be the largest IPO ever for a company that was supposed to be valued at, I think it was like $280 billion at IPO. 300 something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that was one of the things that, you know, started, started the process and there's a lot more going on. Like I think most recently there was an announcement um, that, you know, they're going to be drafting some new policy uh, or regulations around, you know, guidelines and how people are supposed to interact and, and preventing internet monopolies, et cetera, in China. So that's something I want people to watch out for. And shit you should know that China is making some adjustments and companies like Alibaba and, and, and JD.com, which are huge companies that have a major impact globally, um, have definitely been impacted and, you know, are wiping out valuation at the tune of like a hundred million dollars for some of those companies. So Watch out for China. Look out for uh, some of the things that they're doing and think about how it's going to be impacting not only you locally, but just not globally. One nugget on that, just to piggyback on Ant. You know why they're doing that? I actually agree with Chinese government doing this because Ant's like basically it's like, let's say if it's your it's your wheat. What do we WhatsApp? It's your Mm -hmm. Apple Pay. It's a whole bunch of things. And what they the one the main regulation point was if you're serving as a bank. Mm-hmm. We can't have you levered up that much because if you crash, it's going to bring down everybody. So I kind of agree with what they're doing. And just to kind of keep them, hey, have more cash on hand. It's basically, it was the main sticking point. Boom. I'm yep. put long. All right. So I got, I got, uh, let's go back to TikTok. The November 12th deadline <laughs> is tomorrow. <laughs> um, and supposedly TikTok is trying to figure out, they haven't heard from the Trump administration for almost a month he's golf uh, he's busy you know what i'm saying okay so that deadline to divest their u.s based assets they were trying to do it with oracle and, and it's gone silent so they sent the letter to Cepheus to see what's going on and see if they can uh arrange something so who knows maybe we got a new story come uh by the time this comes out this will be a little a little later but we'll see what happens with that story 
Um, and and to since you brought up Elon Musk in passing, Honda has a got a. I know you want to find the connection. Yeah, they got approved for like a a level three autonomous vehicle driving vehicle in Japan. So they're going to come out a luxury sedan next year. Hmm. Uh, that 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 is I forgot what the levels are and how you break down the levels, but it's a level three approved. So it's going to be a luxury sedan from Honda that's going to have a level wow. uh, can, uh, autonomous vehicle. So hey. Honda's in it. Is this kind of like that approval? LeBron yeah. made the Kia cool, right? Wasn't Kia like <laughs> just a car, and then all of a sudden LeBron got it, and then everyone, all the young kids wanted it. It was LeBron. Yeah, he yeah. Yep. And I was like, why? So I remember some young. I'm like, Kia, why? And they're like, no. LeBron. I'm like, oh. And then I saw LeBron. I'm like, oh, that's why. All right. <laughs> now no, I get luxury, it. A luxury Kia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how he fits in a Kia, man. He's like six eight. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, cool. All hey, right, Honda. Something, something, something to pay attention because if Honda's in it, now we got real com- more some more competition, yep. some uh, some more global distribution uh, distributor con- competition. And then one fun fact: since you brought up the EV kind of uh, conversation, Tesla outsold BMW in California this mm-hmm. past uh, um, cycle. Well, I was it was amazing because all BMW types. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, not, hey! Not just you know just one particular hey. model, but Tesla's coming. California, they, they they bought more Teslas than BMWs in California. So ultimate driving out. machine, baby. You can't touch a BMW, man. <laughs> anyway. California thought so. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all left-leaning crazy people out there. We don't know. Anyway. So yeah, before before we close out, I want to just really touch or uh, really fast touch on our whiskey of the day, which is the uh, the four rolls of small batch um, whiskey. Went to, uh, you know, something that I sipped on. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was, you know, the way I like my whiskey. It was a little sweeter on the sweeter side. Sweet for me. Yeah, notes of citrus, vanilla, uh, <laughs> even a little apple in there. Uh, so you know, those four roses. Yeah, it's it's a very it has a very fall taste to it. Fall taste. Uh, I love the way you said I it, it, it. I I taste fall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's one of those like it's a blend. Um, you know, it's, it's worth having in the in the in the in the. It's not your top. It's not your top tier in my opinion, but it's no. it's a good. good cap. On, trying to get the, are we trying to get them to be a sponsor? Or you want me to be real? <laughs> I'm not trying to be real. I'm just trying to be real, right? <laughs> so, All right go ahead, give I'm what not, you got. I'm not, eh, I don't need it in my. I don't need it in my cabinet. <laughs> I don't need it. It's like it's like Lady G, right? Uh, <laughs> this drink puts the D in Dwight Howard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pull it out. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of The Whiskey Hill. Check us out on all platforms or at thewhiskeyhill.com. Peace. <laughs>